Hey, y'all, welcome back to The Ring Dish, where we dish on all things weddings. It is your wedding planning besties, Mary and Angela. We are real-life wedding planners here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of North Texas. You've heard us say it once, and you'll hear us say it again and again. If you need any help planning your wedding, you can always hire us no matter where you're at. Just click the link in our show notes to schedule your complimentary discovery call. Today, this is a real life question from a real life bride, like some of you listening. And the question is, who pays for bridal party attire? I feel like this is a great question that I wanna say has a simple answer, but we were talking before, and honestly, y'all, it depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it also comes down to what are we talking about? Are we talking about dresses and suits or are we talking about things like accessories or hair or makeup? Before we dive right into our best advice and information on this topic, let me just also direct y'all. There's going to be a link in our show notes to how to pick your bridal party because In that episode, there are some guidelines on how to have these discussions with people before you ask them to be in your wedding or how to set expectations with them of what you're asking them to say yes to when they say yes to being a bridesmaid or groomsman. That's a great plug. The first aspect that we're diving into, right, is going to be bridal party attire, dresses and suits. So for the most part, I'm making assumptions about this person who asked this question. And I'm going to assume that she is early 20s and all of her bridesmaids are friends from college. So they are all basically in her same boat or in her same season of life. In that case, it is normal. I don't necessarily want to say traditional, but it's very normal for your bridesmaids to purchase their own dresses. It is very normal for your groomsmen to purchase or rent their own suits. However, there are a few disclaimers to this. Are any of your bridal party younger siblings, younger family members, your kids? Then that will bring up other answers. Younger siblings kind of depends on the family situation. Will your parents be paying for the dresses or suits or will that fall on you? You'll have to look at your own situations to figure it out. Now, if it's your child, you're going to pay for their attire, y'all. Your kids aren't paying for their attire. (laughs) Unless Unless they're grown, maybe like. (laughs) Unless, yeah, unless they're grown. Yes, I agree with you, Angela, unless they are grown. Again, in my mind, I'm thinking under 18 sure. kids. Uh, younger younger cousins or other younger family members also depends on the family situation. Now, flower girls and ring bearers. I think that is something to bring up here as well with their attire. This will be a conversation that you have with the parents of flower girls and ring bearers. Personally, for me, I only was planning on having one flower girl and one ring bear. So I was planning on paying for their attire. Now, the parents decided that they were going to make our wedding a vacation for them. So we never ended up asking their children to be our 
flower girl and ring bearer. So we had adult flower girls and I ended up buying dresses for my flower girls. If they liked them, they wore them. If they didn't like them, they bought something else. Angela, I think you have another view on this. Um, I have kind of an elaboration to what you just said, because here's the other thing. If you want a, cause there are like some of the cutest in the entire world dresses out there for flower girls. If you have a very specific vision of what you want the flower girls to wear, and it's like a $70 dress for a three-year-old, then you probably should offer to pay for something like that. If it's more like, Hey, I want the flower girls in sage green or blush pink or ivory, but I don't really care what the dresses look like. Then you can leave it up to the parents and they can probably find something in their price range, which brings us back to a thought that I had when we were talking about bridesmaids dresses, depending on the season of life that you're in. And if you are, if y'all are in your early twenties eating top ramen and like you're getting your first job, then keep that in mind too. When you pick your bridesmaids dresses and try to find something that is reasonable for most people involved, as far as budget goes, the other thing too that we're seeing a lot of is sending your bridal party a color scheme and then allowing them to pick their own dresses, literally any dress, at which point they can just find a dress in their budget and in the color scheme that works for them and they get to wear it again. (laughs) The best thing is you can just shorten it and wear it again. Now, long story short, in most cases and most of what we have seen is that bridesmaids and groomsmen pay for their own attire. It's kind of something that they commit to when they say yes to being in your wedding. But make sure you have that conversation when you ask them to be in your wedding in the first place. The other thing I want to caution you about here is that sometimes people who are naturally anti-confrontational or naturally people pleasers will want to just pay for things for other people to avoid the conflict of asking somebody to pay for something on their own. In a lot of cases, people who said yes to being in your wedding hopefully already understand that there is a financial commitment to that and they will be happy to pay for their own dresses and suits. Now, here's one you might not think about, accessories. Now, I just want to give one very specific example, and that is bridal party jewelry. So bridesmaid jewelry, and in Mary's case, adult flower girl and bridesmaid jewelry. Now, what Mary and I both chose to do is as part of our bridesmaid gift or our bridal party gift, to the women that were in our bridal party. And Mary actually did it for the moms too, didn't you? Yeah. So we bought matching or coordinating jewelry for everybody who was going to be, all of the women who were going to be walking down the aisle and standing up with us on our wedding day. This is a really easy way to make sure that everybody's wearing something similar or something that goes with your wedding vibes. And also you can combine it with a mother-in-law gift, a mother of the bride gift, and a bridal party gift. Like so many, I was going to say shooting so many fish in a barrel, but that's not, oh, killing all the birds with one stone. I don't know what expression I'm going for here, but you know what I mean. They all fit. Also included in accessories here is going to be groomsmen, ties, vests, socks. We regularly see fun socks being a groomsman gift. I also want to add into accessories. I've been gifted a pair of shoes before. To be a bridesmaid because they were not a, I don't want to say a normal color, but 
they were a color that I probably wouldn't have chosen if I was going to buy a $60, $70 pair of shoes. This was back in 2013, y'all. So $60, $70. It was much cheaper then. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, I think the matching shoe trend is not as much of a thing as it was. That can be hard because it kind of goes back to like flower girl dresses. Like if you're going to require a certain thing, then you may want to also consider paying for it. Um, you don't have to, but it would be probably the classy thing to do if you're going to require a matching shoe or require a matching earring or require a $300 dress, for example, then you might want to consider paying for it or at least paying for part of it. Oh, that's a really good point because I was in a cocktail dress for that wedding. And so our shoes were you know, on display for everybody. Something else you can do, y'all, if you are doing, say, a color palette for your bridesmaids to choose their own style, their own brand, all of that, is to also include a shoe style guide. That way they have a similar shoe if that's what you're wanting. Like if you tell your bridesmaids, you guys can pick dresses in all these colors, but they need, it needs to have a side slit and you need to have a strappy block heel sandal in this color palette. They know that, cool, if they've got that shoe in their closet already, no problem. They know they can go to Target and grab that shoe today, or they can go on Poshmark or Macy's or wherever their budget takes them. Yep. I am dying to see pictures from this 2013 wedding with the cocktail dresses and the funky matching shoes. I feel like we should post that. Ah, they're not that funky. Like the dresses, I love this dress. I wanted to um, dye it black because it is a full lace cocktail sweetheart neckline dress and the in sh- like a dusty purple or a dusty lavender color and then the shoes were a darker plum velvet oh wow so very pretty very pretty but again not shoes I would just go out and buy regularly yeah Do you think we're going to see short bridesmaids dresses make a comeback anytime soon? I think it kind of depends, right? Everything depends because we were seeing midi dresses coming through and, you know, short dresses were a thing back in the 20, early 20 teens. Mm -hmm. So I like short dresses. I'm all for it, but there is something about a maxi length dress or a, a gown It all depends on the feel, right? If you want a cocktail hour type of wedding, sure, do a cocktail length dress. Mm -hmm. If you want that to feel more upscale, do a full length dress. You're right. It all comes down to the wedding vibe for sure. Lastly, we're going to round this out with hair and makeup. We have been seeing a trend in our brides paying for hair, paying for makeup, paying for both or paying for like a mani-pedi prior to the wedding as a bridal party gift included with say a pair of earrings or a bracelet or socks. <laughs> if you know your groomsmen wanted mani-pedi type stuff, we're including this in a attire because this is something that somebody pays for most often on the day of, and sometimes it's bridal party, but sometimes it's also treated as a gift by 
the bride or groom. Yeah. And like Mary said, we've been seeing it gifted a lot recently, but this is another thing that kind of depends on what you're requiring. Because in our experience with most weddings, I would probably go as far as to say 95% of weddings, our couples will give their bridal party the option for hair and makeup. Then people can decide if they want hair or makeup or both, whether the couple is paying for it or not. But if you're going to require hair and makeup, this is another thing where if you're going to require it, you might want to consider contributing toward the final cost. In most weddings we've planned, our couples have chosen to make hair and makeup optional. And most of the time, the person who is getting their hair and makeup done is the one who is paying for it. So just know that if you are offering to purchase hair and makeup that is not required for anybody in your bridal party or family. That is extremely generous of you and you should not feel obligated to pay for something that is an optional service. Great question today, y'all. Happy Friday, happy weekend. Open a bottle of champagne and celebrate something because we know that you did something good this weekend, even if it was just listening to this episode. We will see y'all next week. Happy planning.